listening to PetLifeRadio.com. It's OBEHAVE with Arden Moore, the show that teaches you how to have harmony in the household with your pets. Join Arden as she travels coast to coast to help millions better understand why cats and dogs do what they do. Get the latest scoop on famous faces. They're perfectly pampered pets in Who's Walking Who in Rin Tin Tinseltown. From famous pet experts and best-selling authors to television and movie stars, you'll get the latest buzz from wagging tongues and tails. Garner great pet tips and have a doggone fur-flying fun time. So get ready for the pause and applause as we unleash your all-behave host, America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Hey everybody, this is Arden Moore, your host of the Old Behave Show on Pet Life Radio. I'm in the land of Mickey. I'm in Orlando and I'm here for the National Association of Professional Pet Sitters. These are the hardest working pet professionals I know. Yes, they honor some wild requests for all you pet parents out there and they do it in a very professional manner. Our first guest for this special episode of the Old Behave Show is the one and only uh, Yvette Gonzalez. She is uh, the founder of As You Wish Pet Sitters, and it's in Highlands Ranch, Colorado. And she is the top dog, top cat, if you will, of NAP. She is the president. Welcome to the show, Yvette. Thanks, Arden. It's great to be here. All right. Tell us a little bit about NAPS and uh, what made you, because you just have so much spare time, to become the president of this great organization. Well, I got to tell you, it's it's a labor of love. I've been with NAPS for 12 years. I started basically about three months after I, I began pet sitting, and I realized that it was a quality, 100% professional organization, and it taught me so much about business in general, about animals, and quite honestly, you know, my my passion is to give back to the organization that, that helped me build my business. And I'm always curious of what people were before they became passionate about pet sitting, I used to be passionate about mechanical construction. No, Ooh, that sounds really wasn't passionate. Oh, no. <laughs> That's why I'm doing what I'm doing now. All right. So what are a few tips you can give people on why they need to have a professional pet sitter and not just some neighbor kid or just leave a bowl of food out for a cat? Well, I, I think the obvious thing is reliability. Right. You know, your professional pet sitter, this is what we do for a living. You know, this is our knowledge base, I mean, is, is incredible. The, the kid d- down the street next door doesn't know when your animal's sick, when right. they're having, you know, a, a problem, an issue, separation, anxiety. We do what we say we're going to do. We show up when we say we're going to show up. You know, the insurance, yes. I, it, it's the whole package that you're getting when you're, you're getting a professional pet And folks, at this conference, we're just in day one, and I've already learned a ton of information. You have had a great lineup of people that are giving marketing tips, how to understand cat body language. You've got people teaching you about how to set up policies in case you pass on before your your pet does. I mean, you're really bringing a pretty uh, A-list of uh, speakers and speaking topics. Correct. And it it just gets better from here on out. I mean, we just have spectacular, spectacular uh, committee that that puts this all together. And it's, uh, you know, it's a labor of love for them as well. So how do people find out about getting a professional pet sitter from NAPS? Let's say they can live anywhere, but where would they find you? Um, They can find us at PetSitters.org. And for people that are looking for a professional pet sitter, there's a pet sitter locator on the front page of the website. And all they do is key in their zip code. How much easier can it get? 
Now, I can't let you go, Yvette, without telling me one of your wacky tales as a pet sitter. What's been kind of an, either an unusual animal or an unusual request you've honored from a pet parent? gosh <laughs> there, there's so many I used to make oatmeal for dogs every morning for their breakfast and and the client always had me make two cups of oatmeal okay but I only ever fed the dogs one cup of oatmeal and I could never figure out why there was that extra cup because I always had this extra right and she said well don't you eat oatmeal with the dogs <laughs> in the morning there you go. So you do have to have a sense of humor, and it sounds like you have to think on your feet. Exactly. <laughs> All right. And how do we find out about your company? Uh, my company is on the web, too, asyouwishpetsitters.com. All right. We're talking to Yvette Gonzalez. She is the president of NAPS, and we're here in Orlando. I wish we could be seeing Mickey, but I got to tell you, this is better than any amusement park. This is the real deal, and you're keeping our pets safe and healthy. You guys do a great job. So I'm going to give you a pause up, Yvette. Thanks so much, Arden. All right. We're going to learn more about what's happening here at the NAPS conference after we take this quick commercial break. Sit, stay. We'll be right back. Time for a pause. Four furry ones actually sit and stay. All behave. We'll be right back. It's designerpetsweaters.com. Hand-knitted designer sweaters for your precious pup or cool cat. Beautiful couture patterns for your pets, including custom-knitted formal wear, casual wear, yachting, and even sports-themed. Many designer pet sweaters include feathered tammy hats, top hats, and a lot of sparkle. Each sweater includes leg loops, front paw sleeves, and leash opening. Visit designerpetsweaters.com to order your four-legged fashions today. Your pets will stay warm for the winter and be runway ready. Large or small, we fit them all. Designerpetsweaters.com Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com All Behave is back with more tail-wagging ways to achieve harmony in the household with your pets. Now back to your fetching host, America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Hey everybody, this is Arden Moore, your host of the Old Behave Show on Pet Life Radio. We're here at the conference for NAPS, that stands for National Association of Professional Pet Sitters, in the land of Mickey. Yeah, Orlando. And it's a great conference, and one of our special guests on this special episode is Amy Shiver. She is the founder, creator, genius behind Second Chance for Pets. She just gave a great talk to the professional pet sitting audience. And for our 600,000 plus listeners worldwide, Amy, why is it so important to worry about what happens to your pet if you should die before them? Well, unfortunately, there's over 500,000 animals that end up at the shelter every year simply because the pet owner had passed away or had gone to a nursing home or became too ill to take care of them. And so we know that these pet owners truly love their pets and they would not want that to happen. So our goal is to make sure that people understand, especially responsible pet owners, that they really need to think about this. They need to figure out what they want to do with their animals. And they need, most importantly, to identify a responsible, committed caregiver, someone who will continue to love and care for their pets should anything happen to the pet owner. Now, you gave a lot of options to the pet sitters here. I got to tell you, you influenced me. My sister and I have included our care for our pets in our wills, and we have told the world, 
and I have other people that know there's a, a game plan. It seems like it's it's just like a no brainer, but why don't people think about it? Uh, specifically for uh, pet trusts yeah. and trust. Well, people, I think, are afraid to go the route of doing a trust or a pet trust. It can be expensive, and you do have to keep it up to date. So for the majority of responsible pet owners, our goal is to just make sure that they have identified a committed caregiver, whether or not they set up a will or a trust. We encourage people to do wills or trusts because that is definitely the safest way to secure planning for your pets. But for pet owners who are unable to do that, we tell them to, you know, have a committed caregiver, have your instructions, especially pet care instructions in writing, since your pets can't tell you how they need to be fed or what they need to do. And to set up a finance plan, whether that be, you know, making sure that the human beneficiary of your life insurance policy will you know use some of those funds to cover the care of the pets or setting up a separate fund with your financial advisor or your bank all those things are just going to make your pets lives easier should they outlive you now you're making it real easy because when people go to secondchanceforpets.org oh my gosh there's like a plethora of information you've got little dog door hangers you've got little guides i mean give us a little snippet of what i mean it's like a treasure trove of resources so we have no more excuse so on the front page of our website there are four paws to make it easy there's one paw for a written and pet care instructions book real easy just click on it you can print it it includes emergency contact cards that are on the back of the workbook you can just print that out and fill that out and again you know keep it updated for your pet so if your diet's changed for one of your dogs or one of your cats gets sick and goes on meds you know keep the forms updated so that again if anything happens to you whether it's an emergency situation or whether you know it's a permanent situation whoever is going to cover the care and take over the care of your pets will have this information. We also have a emergency card you can download and print. Um, and we have other things that are really easy to find. But there's a ton of information on the resources section of our website, including how to get financial assistance for your pets, finding rescue groups, finding sanctuaries, perpetual care programs, different organizations that can help you with your pets and help you make the decision on how you want your pets to live if anything should happen to you. Now, again, it's better coming for you. Where do we find this? Where do we get our paws on this information? So our website is the number 2ND, as in second, chance, C-H-A-N-C-E, the number 4, pets, so it's secondchanceforpets.org. We have a contact button on our website. So if you have questions, you can't find what you're looking for, you simply hit that contact button. One of our volunteers will be monitoring emails seven days a week. We typically get back to anybody who contacts us within 24 hours. Um, we can help you find what you're looking for. Um, if we don't have it available, chances are we know where to find the information to help you plan for the lifetime care of your pets. Now, I really want to give a special salute to Amy Shiver. Folks, this is an all-volunteer, nonprofit group, and the gal has a full-time job and six pets. And she's going all around the country. You've been to over 50 veterinary and pet professional conferences. You've been doing this for over a decade. 
Right. We started in uh, 2003, and most of us figured out that we were pretty worthless in volunteering at shelters because we would take all the animals home. So we, this is how we've turned our passion for helping pets into a cause to help save the lives of pets and help provide pet owners with peace of mind. Sounds great. Again, secondchancefourpets.org. You're a great person and a great friend, Amy. Thanks for being on the show. Well, thank you. I really appreciate the opportunity, and it's also wonderful and very inspirational to know you as well. It's a mutual admiration society. More from the NAPS conference. We're going to do a hug fest now. Hug fest after we take this quick commercial break so you guys know the drill. Sit, stay. We'll be right back. Time for a walk on the red carpet, of course. All Behave will be back in a flash right after these messages. It's designerpetsweaters.com. Hand-knitted designer sweaters for your precious pup or cool cat. Beautiful couture patterns for your pets, including custom-knitted formal wear, casual wear, yachting, and even sports-themed. Many designer pet sweaters include feathered tammy hats, top hats, and a lot of sparkle. Each sweater includes leg loops, front paw sleeves, and leash opening. Visit designerpetsweaters.com to order your four-legged fashions today. Your pets will stay warm for the winter and be runway ready. Large or small, we fit them all. Designerpetsweaters.com Begging to hear more of your favorite show? Full episodes of all our shows are available on demand. Go to PetLifeRadio.com to fetch our entire lineup of possum pet podcasts. Also, dig us up in iHeartRadio Talk and iTunes. Let's talk pets. Live and on demand only from Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Hi, this is Margaret Cho. I'm with Arden Moore on the OBHAVE show on Pet Life Radio. So please listen. We're back from the lot. Just checked the paper and we had a record showing at the box. The letterbox, that is. Now back to OBHAVE. Here's Arden. Hey folks, we're back. This is Arden Moore with the OBHAVE show on Pet Life Radio. And we're in Orlando. I have not even seen Mickey. I don't care. I'm seeing the cool cats and cool top dogs of naps. And one of them is Isabel Alvarez Areta, and she has the WAG Pack in Springfield, Virginia. Welcome to the show, Isabel. Thank you so much, Arden. I'm so excited to be here. You know what? You've got more vowels than Vanna White. I think she might be a little jealous. <laughs> I own it. I love it. I'm a type A personality, so the oh, A and a. the Alvarez and the Arata work well. So you gave a presentation to the members at the conference, and I think it's a message that could not only benefit pet sitters, but pet parents as well. So tell us about what the name of your topic was, and let's get right in. All right. So I presented on the topic of work happy, cultivating happiness-inducing management and customer service skills. And she's smiling, folks, while she's saying this. (laughs) Yes, I love my job. How can I not smile? You know, I think our attitude is really important. I just wrote a book with Dr. Dale Anderson called Act on the Chemistry of Happiness. You're living that. So give us a few tips that you've learned to make your business successful by your attitude. Well, I manage based on four principles. It's that happiness is an inside job. Happiness is an outside job. That we control the barriers to happiness that are in our lives. And that perception is everything. And you have the word BRAVE. I like that. And BRAVE is an acronym for you. Yes. BRAVE stands for what we should be as small business owners and pet 
care providers. Compassion fatigue is a really big thing in our industry. We work really long hours. We do our best to accommodate all client requests. We really work for others. And sometimes it's hard to gauge how well we're doing because a lot of us work independently. So what do you do with the word brave? I knew B stood for. B stood for boundaries, setting boundaries and accepting boundaries with clients, with pets, with uh, coworkers, with employees. Boundaries are just an important place to start with respect for each other. You know, that's an important point because you would think you want to just always be there for everyone all the time. But then that kind of is a backwards backfires doesn't it yes because then you're not respecting your own boundaries so it's all about respecting everybody so that we all have a win-win situation and what are some tips you can do to avoid uh, compassion fatigue and burnout well you know taking time for yourself Right. And again, perspective is everything. So focusing on... Calgon, take me away. (laughs) Perspective is everything. So focusing on the memories that you shared with that animal instead of the focus on the fact that you won't be seeing them again, at least in this lifetime. Yeah. (laughs) And tell us a little bit about the wag. The Wag Pack is a pet care business in Northern Virginia. We cover three counties of Northern Virginia, Alexandria, Arlington, and Fairfax County. I got to tell my brother. Yes, thank you. We'd appreciate (laughs) it. We love referrals. And we've been in business since 2008. We focus on quality service. We have the best staff in Northern Virginia because we not only find the best individuals, but we train them to be amazing professional pet sitters. And how do we find out about accessing the Wag Pack? It's thewagpack.com, T-H-E-W-A-G-P-A-C-K.com, like the Rat Pack, like the Brat Pack, but we're the Wag Pack, and uh, we'd love to hear from your listeners, and we love what you do, Arden, and we thank you for educating pet parents everywhere, because it's such an important part of the love that we share with our animals. She's got me blushing, listeners. She's got me blushing. Hey, share a favorite tale from being a professional pet sitter, because, and you also were a business of the year, right? Yes. Oh, tell me when you were NAPS Business of the Year? Well, I uh, was named NAPS Business of the Year in 2012, which was such a validating experience for me because, again, I was working kind of alone. I have a business partner now that makes it and so what's much her fun. name? Her name is Beth Wary Acker. Oh, nice. And she is wonderful. And she's made, like I said in my presentation yesterday, having a really great inner circle makes all the difference. And she's my inner circle and she makes my job so much more enjoyable because I have somebody to bounce ideas off of. Well, I got to ask you because you guys sometimes have some interesting request from pet parents got one to share well to be honest with you our clients in northern virginia are very respectful and very type a i think in the majority of the time we do get a lot of people who forget to turn off their hair like their hair straighteners or their irons so we do have people panicked saying hey can the pet sitter check this or check that we can just see a main coon with little curls now (laughs) crimping their hair while their owners are at work well we did recently have an older pet um that we love very much robert who ate a booty so you made a booty call yeah basically we were in search of this booty you know the whole time and for a whole week he had the whole office just panicked because he's older and he was so sick because he was still at 14 years old eating things he shouldn't be eating but that's you know it's in their personality right so what happened the booty was found a few days later and we could all rest easy at that point shoo shoo <laughs> hey folks we're, we're speaking with isabel alvarez aretta and she is the owner of the wag pack that's in virginia and she is a naps business owner of the year and she's a pretty cool chick uh, so we're very delighted you could be on the show thank you so much for having me it's been my honor
We're still in Orlando, and I keep learning great things from these professional pet sitters. Um, next up on our lineup is Pat O'Shea. She's with Kittens. Kitten Sitting. Kitten Sitting. And this lady told more things about cats and how to bring out the best in felines in 15 minutes in a little micro session than I've heard at sometimes long veterinary conferences. And then I find out the gal knows how to do timing because she's a stand-up comedian. So, welcome to the show, Pat. Thank you very much. And now you're going to expect me to be funny, right? No, Since don't worry. The show's called Oh Behave. You don't have to worry about it. Okay. But you specialize. Tell us a little bit about your business and why you're specializing in felines. Okay. Well, I have to say it's uh, strictly due to laziness <laughs> and uh, that I live in Florida. Right. Hot, rainy. Right. And when I started the business nine years ago, I thought, do I really want to be walking a dog out in this weather? In what part of Florida? Tampa. Tampa. And um, Tampa is also known as tepid Tampa, torrentially hot Tampa, thunderstorm Tampa. You got the picture, listeners. (laughs) So cats are much easier, obviously. You don't have to walk a cat. So it was just sort of a fluke. I wish I had a great story to say, oh, this is why kitten sitting is kitten sitting. It wasn't really. It was like, well, let's have a part-time job. Let's kind of just get it started. Yeah. You know, I'm reading like the millennials are really picking cats as their favorite pet. So your business should be growing. Oh, it is. I think the millennials are finally figuring out that this is a low-maintenance pet, and yet it can give you as much love as you want, as much attention as you want. They have a bad rap. They shouldn't have this bad rap that they're aloof and that they don't care. No, no. Cats are incredible little (laughs) creatures, just incredible creatures. So in your talk, let's talk litter box. So you said as a pet sitter, it's important what you see in day two after you scoop the box. What are some tips you can give the um, pet owners about litter box, um, being a litter box detective? All right. A lot of clients have issues with cats. Oh, the cat's spraying. He's peeing outside the box. He's pooping outside the box. First thing, first thing, if that's happening, take him to a vet. Because if a cat has any urinary issues, it might be painful for him to pee. And, you know, so they're going to go right there in the living room. Um, The second thing, too, is to keep in mind, if you have multiple cats with a litter box, is a cat can often get ambushed in the litter box. You're unaware of it because you're at work. So the cat's in the litter box, Fluffy's in the litter box, Scooter and Smokey show up, and Fluffy goes, oh, and he runs off. Um, So Fluffy ain't using the litter box anymore, and you have no clue. So the litter box should not be in a private area. It should be somewhere where, and nowhere where there's a lot of loud noises, you know, and if the cat is ever in the litter box, leave him alone. Don't go in there and start the vacuum cleaner or whatever. So you don't do your stand-up routine practicing in front of your cats? While they're taking a dump. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> I'll tell you what, my stand-up routine, I practice it driving to the different cat sits because okay. Tampa, <laughs> you're on the road a lot. So All right. So we got the litter box done. Check. But cats, even though you don't know it, folks, they love the power of play. What are some things you do after you've taken care of the litter, after you've done uh, feeding them? What are a couple things that you suggest to uh, listeners that really brings out the hunting power of play in cats? I have one toy, and cats, keep in mind, are designed to do four things. Hunt, kill, eat, and sleep. And this is lions, this is tigers, ocelots, lynx, bobcats. They're all the same. So they love to hunt. And, of course, you don't have any mice in the house, hopefully. So the the best toy for a cat is called Duh, like Duh, D-A, 
bird and you can buy it online you can buy it in stores make sure you unhook the tape so that it's flying around the room and cats love this toy they think there is a bird in their living room and i've had cats destroy my bird because once they catch it it's like i'm killing this it's just a wonderful wonderful toy and it's human interaction you know as far as i'm concerned the best toy has a human at the end of it yes and um and this gets the cats hunting they catch it let them catch it don't just keep it away from them let them always catch the laser light or the bird or whatever you're playing with because that's what they do they hunt and they catch and it's like whoa I got this Um, it keeps them you know it uses energy because a lot of cats they just lay around all the time and when they're bored what are they going to do get into trouble right Um, so it's a great great toy that way and there are a lot of other toys but this by far is the best toy no it's the best toy (laughs) come on all right so we're talking with Pat O'Shea she knows a lot about CATs how do we find out more about your your company and you. Well, I am currently just turned my business into a franchise actually. So if you would like to see a get a pet sitter or buy a franchise, it's called kitten k i t t e n sitten s i t t i n dot b is in boy i z is in zebra. All right, so let me get that right. kitten sitten dot biz. And uh, I got to ask, stand up comedy, that's being uh, you know, you're a gutsy broad. <laughs> well, I figure my my I guess take on life is you have fun and I don't care what they think. So if you can get up on stage and really not care if the audience laughs or doesn't laugh, then it's a rush for me and that's the fun for me. I don't care. (laughs) Now, I think dogs laugh at anything, but if you can get a cat to laugh, I think you'll be on America's Got Talent. I'm really glad you could be here at the conference, Pat, and I thank you for being a guest on the show. Oh, I'm thrilled. Thank you for having me. (laughs) Pause up. (laughs) Pause up. Hey, folks, this is Arden Moore with the Behave Show on Pet Life Radio. We're in Orlando. I'm having a great time with all the professional pet sitters here at the NAPS conference. And one of my favorites, and all you cats out there will really dig her. We're talking about Jessica Dwyer. And last year, she's, her business was named Business of the Year by NAPS. That's pretty top dog for a cat business. She uh, is the owner of Whiskers at Home, and that's in Bellevue, Washington. Welcome to the show, Jessica. Thanks for having me. All right, let's get right down to it. Let's get some catty comments. What made you say, I am going to specialize in the felines? Well, it's, they've always been my passion. I certainly understand them a lot more than dogs. Right. <laughs> and I couldn't live without the purrs <laughs> and the pets. So, But you have a smart business head, too. So you relate with cats. But to be a professional pet sitter, you better know business. Correct. And cat parents are a lot different than dog parents. So they, How so? They want a lot more detail. Okay. They want to know exactly what's going on and when. And they want a lot of updates about their cats. And they want detailed updates. Like what's in the litter box? What's in the litter box? How much did they eat? What kind of play did you have during your time with them? They like to hear funny stories because they all have great personalities. And do you ever uh, recommend some things for them as far as uh, behavior tips or products? So favorite things is the da bird da bird i love that my favorite cat toy of course uh k&h heater beds okay. cats love and live on those and they actually only heat up when the cats are on it and really? yeah and so uh, mine are plugged in year round and i have eight in my house and my cats yeah describe what weather is like in uh beautiful washington it's amazing <laughs> <laughs> but it can be bone chilly it can be rainy very rainy yes it can be chilly um and yes you need those heater beds to keep the kitties warm because they don't get the same sun so they're not sunbathing like normal cats around the country but when the sun does come out they're right where the sun is 
And how do you approach a cat the first time? You are a cat whisperer, but what are you, how are you approaching a cat the first time to make friends? Well, the best thing is to ignore them. So, you, so when I'm first meeting with the parents, I let the parents tell them, let the cats be, let them hear my voice, let them come to me. Right. Um, and then we also have uh, little catnip pillows. And so a woman down in California makes them and I buy them by the hundreds. And so when the cats are ready to say hi, I usually have my cat pillow in my hand and they're rubbing all over it. And then by extension, so they're rubbing all over my hand. They're like feline Zoros. They like to mark. Yes, they love to mark and they want everything on their terms. Okay. All right. Yeah. So how do you deal with a cat that's hiding under a bed and it's time to feed them? That's a good question. So we usually let them do it at their own pace. So sometimes we'll put the the food right in front of them so that they can eat while they're under the bed or we'll go about doing our chores and they can sit here and and see what we're doing, kind of keep an eye on us. And then, you know, we have some favorite things that we like to use. So they love the chicken treats. We call them kitty crack. And so that usually (laughs) brings them out. So does the bird as well. And then Usually, um, we let them do their thing. And then by the the second or third visit, they're like, okay, you haven't killed us yet. We might come check you out. (laughs) Have you ever had any of the exotic breeds? Like, uh, I don't know, just like... Yeah, we, well, of course, we have tons of bangles. Bangles, yeah. They're pretty energetic and smart. Yeah, they're they're pretty awesome. Yeah. Ragdolls, of course. Yeah. I've had some, I can't think of their names. Uh, the, the Sphinx? No, the one next ones that look like bangles, but they're not the... Uh, I've had Abyssinians, which are, like, super fun. Ocelot, I've had an one of those. Okay. And then... That's okay, but <laughs> the, these are unusual. You have yeah, to they're like they're breed tendencies, right? Yes. Well, yeah, they're super... So unusual. a bangle isn't going to be a library cat? No. They want to play. <laughs> Lots of the birds there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What, but what about the ragdoll? Oh, my God. They're just super lovers. Yeah. yeah, they want to be carried around. They want just pets. And we have one that's such a princess that she'll run to her bed, do a circle, and then we just brush her nonstop. And she's, like, you know, moving her face to make sure we get all the spots. So what what were you doing before you became uh, business of the year for in the world of professional pet sitting? You've been doing this for a bit. But I love it, the fact that sometimes it's a different career change. What did you do before and what got you into pet sitting? Um, so I worked for Marriott International and did lots of hotel stuff for just under 15 years. Got laid off and Woo-hoo. so started my dream job of being a pet sitter. All right. And what's the best advice you can give others that are thinking about they love pets and they're in a job that's like boring or stressful i mean not that you don't have challenges what's your advice um to join naps yep and do the research the naps off so much resources to be able to you know see how to start etc so it's worth every penny and then you can do your research okay and how do we get hold of naps yeah, it's um, petsitters.org, and then it um, there's a lot of information, and it says become a new member, and you can kind of go on there, and there's a dues for that, but it's every penny you get back within once you get your sign-in. And how do we find out more about your company there in Washington? It's whiskersathome.com. And I would be in the doghouse with your cats if I don't let you do a shout-out to your furry fab Four. four. Yeah, four kitties. Sylvester, Eddie, Libby, and Ruthie. Woo woo. That's a big, marvelous time. Thank you very much for speaking with Jessica Dwyer, and we're here at the NAPS conference. I really applaud you for what you do for pets. Well, thanks for having me. Hey, everybody. This is Arden Moore, your host of the OBHAVE show on Pet Life Radio, and we're in Orlando. And I have a special guest here at the NAPS conference. She knows all the ABCs of P O O P. We're talking poop. Yeah, doggy do, all that. And her name is Jennifer Blaze. And you got to tell me the name of your company. The name of my company is Loft 312. All 
All right. Now that just sounds like that doesn't sound like a dog poop business. Tell me. No, it's um we're based out of Chicago. Three one two is our area code. And at the time that we started our company, we lived in a loft. Our products in general are modern urban products, and so yeah. loft kind of. Ev- folks that idea and then it's also kind of a reuse and so it's a very environmental company now folks how many times a day do you take your dog out and you have those little plastic poop bags in your pocket you forget about them and you wash them and all this but where do you think these filled poop bags end up jennifer has a solution all of our poop bags end up in a landfill Right, until hopefully, your product. Until hopefully 99% of those bags make it into the landfill. And all of the biodegradable bags that are out there or have been marketed as biodegradable are not biodegradable in a landfill environment. So I'm holding in my hand, listeners, this is radio. Listen, this is the new poop bag that her company has designed. What makes this one different? They're called Green Line Poop Bags. This poop bag in general is um, has a special additive that's proprietary to us for okay. poop bags. It basically is food for the microbes. So anytime it's exposed to uh, bacteria, microbes, which are present already present in the landfill, they basically digest it. And the only thing that the result is organic matter, water. So the poop bag poof disappears? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) We've actually tested it in a lab. The lab has done um, three years of testing. It takes approximately 28 months for the bags to fully biodegrade. How do people find out more about this poop bag and your company? Well, you can... (laughs) You can always go to our website, which is www.loft312. If you Google Poop Bag Girl, <laughs> it's a really easy one. Everybody remembers Poop Bag Girl, but they'll never remember my name. The well, you're probably cool at uh, parties and on airplanes, so what do you do next to you on the seat? Oh, I, I, I'm the Poop Bag Girl. I normally get a lot of laughs. <laughs> But, I mean, I tell them it's really serious. I mean, the thing about um, dog owners and cat owners, 65% of the U.S. households have a pet. And the average dog owner that picks up with poop bags uses and consumes over 1,000 bags a year. Wow. And this works for scooping the kitty litter, too, doesn't it? A little bit, or at least those nuggets. (laughs) Yes, those little nuggets, the little cookies. Cookies from the litter box. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. My cat... Casey's glad to hear that because he never buries it. He likes to leave it on top for me. She's making a face, listeners. How did you get in the poop bag business, girl? What's your background? My background is actually in the design uh, gift wholesale industry. Uh I've always loved uh, modern design, uh, but I've actually been a pet parent for over 20 years. So who are your current four-leggers? I have... um, a five-year-old Australian Shepherd. Oh, Brainiac. Yeah. Uh, his name is Kane. Okay. And I have a Border Collie mix, and her name is Mabel. You do not like lazy, give-me-the-remote kind of sit-on-the-couch dogs. And I like, you know, big poops. Yeah. It's big. I like big <laughs> poops. You could do a, we could do a whole rap. Uh, so is there any poop fact you can share that people may not know about dog poop? Because I, I, I can share that I understand that there's seven types of measurements veterinarians use. Poop can be on a scale from one to seven, one being a river and seven being these little marble nuggets. So you hope your dog's poop is about a two or a three in consistency and texture. You know, I measure the size. So are they Tootsie Rolls? Oh, okay. Or I call the other ones two-handers. (laughs) Two-handers. You hear this pickup truck going beep, 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 (laughs) got to pick up. Got to pick up Jennifer's dog's poop. But seriously, this sounds like you're being nice to Mother Earth. And, you know, there's more and more of us and there's more and more pet owners. So it sounds like you have a nice environmental friendly solution. 
Right. And we're really trying to be transparent as a company. Yeah. And we're really trying to DOO, do the right thing. Um, and we're always looking for perfect role models and, you know, brand advocates that can actually educate the public because it's a re-education. Well, poop happens and you want to do it so that it gets to disappear because there's a lot of hungry microbes out there. You're feeding the homeless microbes. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) All right. Give us your website one more time. www.loft312. All right. It's been a pleasure talking about Doggy Do with you, Jennifer Blaze. Thank you so much for having me. I am very delighted that one of the coolest guys in the pet world is on sitting on the couch next to me. We're talking about David Purcell. He's with Business Insurers of the Carolinas. Now you're thinking, oh, yeah, he's going to talk insurance. Crazy claims in the pet sitting field, right, David? That's right, Arden. Definitely have our, our interesting claims. There's no doubt about it. So you're here, and you have been helping the members of NAPS and other professional sitting organizations and pet professionals. I mean, the first question it sounds silly, but why should we even get insurance? That's a good question. The, the problem that we rise today, that we see today, is that we're in a very litigious society. And no USA, what, you sue anybody. That's right. That's <laughs> exactly right. And, you know, a lot of things that you don't expect can still come to light, you know, with the bodily injury or property damage. And that's, those are typically the suits that you see. So I'm a pet sitter. Not really, but I'm going to pretend to be one. I forget to turn the coffee pot on or the dog that I'm supposed to take care of decides to have a poop fest on the person's white carpet and I didn't take responsibility. Could I get sued? You sure could. Yeah, more than likely, it, it, you, you may not get sued, but you would, you would receive a letter maybe from an attorney or someone would try to bring a claim against you for your negligence. So it really is. Illegal beagles can go after us. Most definitely. All right. So what got you into this? Because you said you were doing uh, policies for contractors and restauranters, and I I sense there was a yawn coming. What is the appeal of uh, being in the pet industry? Well, good, great question. You know, what happened was I was in an insurance agency that where they started writing pet sitting policies for the National Association of Professional Pet Sitters back in 1992. Okay. And it just so happened that the producer that was writing them was also had another program in the antique business where he was writing liability for antique dealers. Okay. He decided one day that he no longer wanted to do the pet sitting policies because it wasn't something that interested him like the antiques. So he went on the, uh, on the road with the antique road shows similarly and he left the pet sitting business to our agency and had an open spot so it just i kind of fell into it Uh and when i fell into it i can't you know i just couldn't believe how much i enjoyed it and how it interested me because i'm a big pet lover yeah we have to give a shout out to your four leggers at home most definitely gypsy angus and Lego are the, my three current dogs, but I, I have had many, many dogs over the years. And the one's a Chesapeake, one's a uh, cattle dog, a uh, blue healer, and the other is a rescue black lab. You got some brainiacs and uh, a lot of a lot of pounds on those pups. Right? Yes, we do. They're right. great. Love them. <laughs> Love them. So, what would advice you would give? What's like something every pet sitting company should have as far as a coverage? Just just the basics. Great question. The big thing that they need to have is either care custody and control or otherwise known as animal bay lee coverage to cover the pets in their care wherever they go. Okay. As most general liability policies will have an exclusion under their policy and will not cover this. Now, people are confused. Something happens to a dog on a pet sitter's watch. The dog is considered property. 
That's right. And whether we like it or not, most states, all states at this current time, still look at pets as property, and they're not treated the same as humans are when they get injured. Yeah. Any, um, give me a wacky claim. Wacky claim. Let's see. The pet sitter came back after a walk. The dog had tar on the bottom of its feet. So they put the dog inside and left. Okay. Then they came back later, about about six or eight hours later, the entire house had been destroyed with tar over the couches, oh the furnishings, God. the carpet. Needless to say, it was, wasn't a cheap cleanup. No, no. I think the dog was going, get this off my paws, get this off my paws, right? That's right. That's <laughs> right. And the pet sitter was, you know, scratching her head and, and pulling her hair out when she got back. So how do people find out more about your company? What's the website? Good question. www.business-insurers.com is our primary site. And you'll see that we have a, a section under that homepage that specifically addresses pets. That's all I do now is work with pet service professionals, including pet sitters, dog trainers, dog boarding kennels, groomers, and the like. So if David Purcell is next to you in an airplane, seated next to you, and he calmly says he, he does sells insurance... I know that would automatically make people not talk to you. But when you say you're protecting pet sitters and you have some tales to tell, I bet you could get a pretty good gab fest on a plane. Most definitely. <laughs> I have some really enjoyable conversations, and people can't imagine the claims that we, we incur. It's, uh, it's, again, it's nothing like a, a, someone falling off a ladder or somebody getting in an auto accident. The claims that we have are really spectacular. I think there's a book there, David. We should get together. Yep, I agree. I think I've been thinking that when I when I retire, whenever that is, the book is coming out. All right, I'll be one of the first to turn the pages. We're talking to David Purcell. He's with the Business Insurers of the Carolinas, and he's one cool, nice dude. Thanks for being a guest. Thanks, Arden. Thank you so much, and feelings are mutual. Hey, we're wrapping this up at the uh, NAPS conference here in Orlando. This is Arden Moore, your host of the Obehave Show on Pet Life Radio, and we're finishing it off in style. We've got an awesome, make that possum, dog trainer by the name of Kelly Kliginski. Kliginski, gazoon tight. And she's with the Catch Canines Trainers Academy. And I mean, you just packed a lot in three hours. You had a little special course for people. You know, DOGs. Thank you. It's It's been a real pleasure. These guys have been so great. I tried to pack as much as I could into these three hours for them and just covering all the different things about body language and behavior, play, aggression, the whole nine. And it's just, it's been a blast. So if you were a dog in the next life, what kind would you be? I like to think I would probably be a German Shepherd like my own, but probably more likely something like a Basset Hound that doesn't move around a lot. Oh, <laughs> I doubt it. You said you used to play hockey. Back in the day, yeah. I used to play hockey, but I played defense. I was doing a lot less moving. All my right. job was just get rid of you. <laughs> what makes uh, the Catch Academy uh, apart? What sets you guys apart? Um, what really sets us apart is that we are dog trainers here for dog trainers. So we, what we do is we really bring it into the real-life stuff. Right. And we bring our real-life experience to you, and we give you fully one-on-one support, both through the phone, email, video chat, and locally with a mentor tour trainer for you so you get to pick the brains of several different dog trainers and get many different points of view and as much support as you want 
And it's all positive, but I like that you, you know, you have an animal science background, right? I do, yep. I have an animal science, uh, Bachelor of Science from Rutgers University. And so what we do is we promote entirely science-based positive reinforcement training. We talk about how punishment works so that you can have a solid understanding and know why the side effects can make it not worth it and know why it has worked for certain clients in the past and why they now have a reward history and want to use it so that you can make your case rather than burying your head in the sand. Now, your audience today were pet sitters, and they can walk into a house, and they got to really size up a dog quickly. Yeah, they really have to size up a dog quickly and trust their judgment. In the dog's turf. Yeah, in the dog's turf. So if you have anything territorial, that's all there. You don't have the owner there to to help give you some more context. It's all you and your your instincts and your skills. So they're kind of like hockey players. They really are, yeah, yeah. (laughs) They're tough. They're made of tough stuff because they deal with this stuff one-on-one with these dogs. So what would be a piece of advice you could give a pet sitter? Um, best thing I could do is is trust your instincts. If something seems off, trust your instincts. From talking to you guys, I see that, that you really have a great understanding of what is something that should cause a, a yellow or red flag. Trust your instincts and stay safe. All right. And how do we find out more about Catch? Uh, if you want to find out more about Catch, go to www.catchdogtrainers.com. There's plenty of ways to contact us from there, and we'll reach out to you, break down the course for you, and help decide what's going to be the best fit for you. Well, I have to give a big pause up to you, Kelly. Awesome. Right back at you. All right, folks. So that wraps it up for this special episode of the Obehave Show. And until next time... This is your flea-free host delivering just two words to all you two, three, and four-leggers out there. Oh, behave! (laughs) Coast to coast and around the world, it's Oh, Behave with Arden Moore. Find out why cats and dogs do the things they do and get the latest buzz from wagging tongues and tails in Rin Tin Tinseltown. From famous pet experts and best-selling authors to television and movie stars, you'll get great tail-wagging pet tips and have a fur-flying fun time. All behave with America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.